0: Welcome to episode number 186 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur, here to help you on this crazy life journey to make it easier, better, and happier. That's what we're doing. So thank you guys for hanging out with me today and spending some time with me. I'm really excited to dig into today's episode with you because it is near and dear to my heart and something I have been doing, trying to figure out my own stuff. Um, You guys know I have anxiety. Like I've talked pretty openly about that. I think all of us with addiction issues have anxiety. It's just a part of it. And honestly... It's not even, I mean, damn near everybody has anxiety. Like I was reading when I was researching this episode that like 40 million people in the United States have an anxiety disorder. That's 18% of the population, you guys. That's huge. That's insane. I know that I come off like I have this reputation of being anti-pharmaceutical, And I know I come off that way, and that's really not my thing. And I want to explain this because I understand pharmaceuticals have their place, and pharmaceuticals serve a huge purpose. I get that. I don't think they're all terrible. (laughs) That is not my thing. What makes me sad is when pharmaceuticals are our first line of defense, when we don't even try to figure things out for ourselves and make lifestyle changes to be better and help our bodies function the way they were created to, but we just turn to a substance, right? And part of that is the addiction thing. You know, I don't want to be, for me in my head, I don't want to be dependent in any way on a substance. I want to try to fix, so to speak, myself as much as I can. So that's where I am with pharmaceuticals. Listen, I love pharmaceuticals. I understand we need them for many things. And I am incredibly grateful that we have the technology that we have today. And they're coming up with new treatments for things all the time and diseases and illnesses that used to be deadly people are now living with and can be treated. So I am not against pharmaceuticals. I just don't want pills to be the first thing I turn to when I'm trying to figure out what's going on inside of me. That's my thing with drugs. I have plenty of people in my life that utilize pharmaceuticals. I love them. I love everybody. I will always respect your decision of how you live your life and how you treat yourself. It's not a judgment thing at all. I I love everybody for whatever you want to do, right? And and that's the beauty of being a free human being with free will and power of thought is that we get to make our own decisions. So, it is not that I judge anyone for using pharmaceuticals or I think they're bad. Okay? I just want to make that perfectly clear. I love all of you for whatever decisions you want to make. And this is the same thing even with programs, right? You guys know that I'm a 12-stepper, but I'm not upset if you don't like 12 steps. You don't have to like it. You don't have to go. If you want to go to Smart Recovery or Celebrate Recovery, or if you don't want to go any damn place at all, I'm totally fine with that. I'm going to love you regardless. And that's just my thing, okay? So... And here's how it started, you guys. Here's how my whole deal where I got really scared of pharmaceuticals, this is how it started. And remember, I have anxiety. So I do understand that how things happen in my head and <laughs> the things I worry about doesn't necessarily make them reality. I get it. A part of anxiety is it takes things in your head and it twists it up and it blows it out of proportion and it makes it crazy. That's anxiety. And I get that. But here's my thing. Here's how it all started. This is a deep-seated fear with me because you'll see all these commercials for the new miracle drug, whatever it is. It could be anything. I've seen some crazy ones. (laughs) This is, you get all these commercials. Oh my gosh, here's the new treatment. It's life-changing. This changes everything. And then 10 years later, you see the class action lawsuit for all the horrible things that that medication or treatment or whatever did to, to the people that used it. And this isn't just about drugs either, you guys. Like, I remember this, I think, with like a hip replacement part that 10 years later, or however many years, there was a class action lawsuit because of what it was doing inside people's bodies, right? So this isn't just about meds. To me, it's, I don't know, I guess I'm just generally mistrusting Of those kind of things, (laughs) anything that's supposed to be a miracle treatment, you know, and I guess maybe the reality of it is that once something is in your body for a long time, or if you're taking a medication for a long time, you know, maybe their knowledge is limited, maybe their trials are limited, and you are going to find out new things as time goes on. But that's how it all started in my head, that I just wanted to steer clear of stuff, (laughs) if I could, if it is something I can treat on my own and that I can figure out through my lifestyle habits, that's what I want to do. Because ultimately, that's how our bodies were created. Our bodies were created to maintain and function in a certain way. We just jack them all up with all the crap we put in them (laughs) and how we treat them. So that's my deal. The other part of this is, you know, anti-anxiety medications are some of the most addictive medications on the planet. And I am so fearful of my anxiety getting bad enough at some point in my life. I'm so fearful that my anxiety will get big enough that that might be my only option is to be medicated. And that scares the crap out of me because I don't want to be medicated. I don't want that stuff in my body. And this is a lot of why I've worked so hard these last couple of years on exercise and my food choices, because all that stuff plays a role in what's going on inside your body and how you feel. One of my trainers at my gym said to me a few months ago, because well, it was probably like a year ago, because I was complaining I was working out really hard and I wasn't really seeing results. And... I'm not talking about I was working out really hard for a couple of months. I mean, like I was six, eight, 10 months in, and I hadn't seen the changes in my body that I thought I would see that far in, working out that much. And she said it so beautifully. She's like, Angela, you know that exercise is how you feel. Food is how you look. And I was like, oh. Right. (laughs) That does make sense. But food is how you feel too, you guys. It really is. Like, especially in America. Like, we have a pretty crappy diet and I had a crappy diet my whole life. Just like sobriety, this is something that I so wish I would have learned or not learned because really I knew I was just so freaking stubborn and figuring out all the reasons why I didn't need to do what they say, you know, why it wouldn't work for me or I didn't need to do that. And I'm lazy, you know what I mean? So I don't want to have to do anything that, that I have to put effort into, but I wish I would have gotten this food thing. 20 years ago. It would have been really nice if I would have gotten it 20 years ago before all the changes of later life, right? I'm 49. Like there's a lot of things going on in my body now that I wish I would have had a grasp on this stuff way before all those things started happening because it would have made a huge difference in my mood and everything. So I wanted to do this episode to talk about the benefits of massage with anxiety. That's how this episode started in my head. And I started researching it, and I came across these statistics, like 40 million people in America have some sort of anxiety disorder, 40 million, adults over 18, 40 million, you guys, that's 18% of the population has anxiety disorders. And and most of those people have medication for it. And for me, this is something that I tried. I started about three months ago. I started utilizing massage as a method to treat anxiety for relaxation. I had really worked myself into a little bit of a tricky spot uh, where I was way Overextended in commitments and energy and everything. And my health started to suffer. And then, of course, you know, if your health suffers and you're spread too thin, your brain is going to suffer. <laughs> and everything was suffering. And I was forced to slow down and I was forced to reevaluate what was going on, how I was living my life, how I was approaching my life, how I was approaching my business. I had to start setting some healthier boundaries for myself and and really forcing myself to take better care of myself. And the interesting thing in this too is I am a person that does self-care things. Like I have an awareness of that. That doesn't mean I always do it perfectly. And in slowly stopping a lot of those things that I do every day, you know, typically I have certain things that I work into my day. And I was kind of just putting everything off like, oh, gosh, I don't have time to do that today. That's 10 minutes. I really need to make this phone call or return these emails or whatever. And i had worked myself into a pretty bad spot. So I had to start paying attention again. And, you know, my body gave me a little reminder that uh, things weren't going well. And my anxiety was pretty high because I was just spread too thin, like I was just bouncing all over the place. Now, just a little background for you guys also, this is something I have struggled with my whole life. I've always been, no, my whole sober life, (laughs) most of my sober life, because I didn't care about anything when I was drinking. But in the last 10 years, for sure... This has been an ongoing struggle for me. I will always do too many things, spread myself too thin and be all over the place. You know, COVID in some ways has been a blessing in my life because I couldn't travel because I usually spread myself way too thin traveling and just bouncing all over the place, city to city, living out of a suitcase for weeks at a time, doing interventions everywhere. Um, So this is something that I've always struggled with, right? So I was forced to slow down, get my act together, pay attention. Angela, what's going on? What the F? And one of the things I thought, partially because it's offered at my gym, right? And I'm there all the time anyway, is massage. And I thought, you know what? This is supposed to be a really good thing for anxiety. And I don't know how all of that works, but I'm intrigued. And this could be good for me to have this hour to just chill out. So I started doing a massage every other week. And every other week felt really good to me. And I really utilize the time. I do not lay in there. And I love my massage girl. She is freaking amazing. The best massage person I've ever gone to. And I don't lay in there and chit chat with her the entire massage, right? Like I use it as my quiet time. So I started doing some research about massage. And I'm like, wow, this is really making me feel better. Like what is the magic behind massage and anxiety? Like, is this legit or am I just making it up in my head? (laughs) So I started doing a little Googling. You know, Google is my best friend. Google knows everything and I want to know everything. So Google and I get along very well. I start Googling this, right? Massage for anxiety. Like, is this a legitimate thing? Is this for real? And let me read you just one statistic. I literally Googled massage for anxiety, and this is the first thing that came up from zeal.com. The Mayo Clinic reports a 60-minute massage can lower cortisol, the stress hormone, by up to 30% after just one session. A study published in the journal Depression and Anxiety found participants who received regular massage therapy for 12 weeks had a 50% reduction in anxiety symptoms. That's crazy. And I know one of the first things that people are going to say is I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I can't afford it. I get that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that massage is inexpensive. It's not. I will tell you, that I had to get really clear on what my priorities were, right? Because it's about a hundred bucks each time I go massage and tip, it's about a hundred bucks. And when I start looking at my finances and things I spend money on, it was not challenging to come up with a hundred bucks because I can waste a lot of money on a lot of dumb stuff. And one of the things I did was I had a couple of channels that I stream a couple of, you know, apps, whatever that were, one of them was $18 a month. And one of them I think was $13 a month and I canceled them. Right. That's half, that's almost half my freaking massage right there. So when I got intentional, I could come up with the money. The other thing I would say is there are massage schools everywhere, and massage students have to give free massages. We have a guy in our Facebook group right now that's been talking about it. He's finishing massage school. He's got to have so many hours, and he's doing free massages. So you can always, I don't know that you'll find a student and get one for free, but you can definitely reach out to the schools where I bet they do them at a deep, deep discount. There are ways to figure this stuff out. But to me, that was so worth it. That is so freaking worth it. If I can bring my anxiety down that much, just in that simple action, like that's crazy, you guys, that's huge. And to me is a way better solution than taking pills. Because if I don't have to put something synthetic into my body, I don't want to. And, you know, we talk a lot, we hear a lot about anxiety and drinking, and a lot of people don't realize that anxiety, alcohol actually makes anxiety worse, because it changes your serotonin levels. And there's all these little collection of neurotransmitters in your brain, and alcohol messes with all of them, right? And that makes your anxiety worse. You can actually... Like the entire day after drinking, you can be all jacked up. And I know you guys understand this because we talk about a lot in the Facebook group too. I hear you guys talking a lot about I'm on day whatever, um, or one of the worst things about my hangovers is the day after my anxiety is so bad. I dated a guy years ago and he only drank once a week. He was one of those. That was his rule that he put on drinking so he could tell himself that he didn't have a drinking problem. And he would drink on Saturday nights and Sundays, he would be destroyed, like couldn't come out of his room kind of anxiety, like hiding under the covers, bedroom door locked. And I was like, wow, that doesn't really look worth it. <laughs> you know, that, that few hours of one drinking night per week. If this is the end result, I don't know if the, if the trade off is worth it. But yeah, alcohol definitely makes anxiety worse. So don't be surprised if you are in that withdrawal, detox mode, you know, the first 10 days after quitting drinking. Um, If your anxiety is a little bit crazy, that's totally normal. So I really wanted to get into all the benefits of massage because the more I was digging, honestly, the more surprised I was. Like I had no idea this is... A real therapy, I think, because for me, I always think of massage as this spa thing. It's like this reward and self-care and relaxation. I really, and maybe I'm dumb, but I really didn't understand that this is a legit therapy. Like when they say massage therapy, they're not kidding. Like massage is a legit thing. I wish they talked about that more, which is why I wanted to do this episode, because I was so surprised by it. But reducing stress and obviously increasing relaxation, which is huge, reducing pain and muscle soreness and tension, it improves circulation, energy, and alertness, lowers heart rate and blood pressure, and improves immune function. Like, how crazy is that? Um, Some research has also shown that massage can be helpful for digestive disorders, fibromyalgia, headaches, um, and insomnia related to stress. And then there's this whole other piece just about touch, right? Like touch is a hugely important thing. So as I was researching the episode and falling more in love with massage as a methodology to treat my anxiety so I don't turn into a total hermit and never leave my house again because sometimes I think that's what I'm gonna do. Um, but really, not only for the anxiety, but that stress hormone cortisol is huge for me, right? Because when cortisol is released into the body, it does all kinds of things that are not helpful, and and I think that increases anxiety too. It actually makes me feel a little bit more uncomfortable, so to speak. So in this thought process, in researching the episode, I kind of got on this trip of alternative treatments for anxiety in general. And and then I had some surprises with that. But I thought it would be a great conversation, not only the benefits of massage and everything it can do for you, but also some other alternative treatments to deal with anxiety. Um, eat a balanced diet. It's one of the first things that popped up over and over and over again when I was looking at alternative treatments for anxiety, alternative methods to treat anxiety. What can I do to treat anxiety naturally? I'm Googling all these terms, right? Eat a balanced diet, which is one of the hardest things on the planet for me. And I'm working so hard to get better <laughs> but. Avoid processed or fast food and limit your intake of sweets. Unhealthy foods add stress to your body. So, I'm going to read you this list that I came across that kind of breaks down. Um, Here's what it says. The key to a low anxiety diet is avoiding foods that may contribute to your anxiety symptoms. You might consider eliminating the common foods that are known to increase the body's stress levels in some people. Fried foods are hard to digest, aren't nutritious, and can contribute to heart problems. Alcohol dehydrates the body and can upset the body's hormonal balance. You guys, that's kind of a big deal. Coffee contains caffeine. When consumed in large amounts, caffeine may trigger anxiety and sensations of a panic attack, such as rapid heartbeat. I don't drink that much coffee. Are people really drinking that much coffee till you feel crappy? I guess I'm sure people are doing it. It wouldn't be on here. Uh, Dairy products may increase the body's adrenaline levels when eaten in excess. This can contribute to your anxiety. Excess refined sugar can trigger anxiety and panic attack symptoms. Acid-forming foods such as yogurt, pickles, eggs, sour cream, wine, and liver may decrease the body's magnesium levels, which can trigger anxiety symptoms. So there's the food piece. I'm just going to urge you, if you are like me, where I ate terrible the majority of my life, I'm going to urge you to start getting on that journey of better eating habits. And I say journey because, you guys, for me, it has been a journey. This has been a very long and winding road. I have been working on this really consciously for a couple of years now. I am far from perfect. I definitely make mistakes. I actually just had this situation yesterday. I had a case of the efforts and I was frustrated and I didn't have a lot of time and I didn't have any food in my house and I went and got fast food. And of course, I loved it in the moment because it tastes so good. And then I spent the next like five or six hours of my day mad at myself Like angry, angry at myself for giving up, right? For not getting something healthier. It's like you had to leave to go get the nasty food. Why didn't you just go get good food? And just all of the disappointment, guilt, and shame that went with it, right? I just had one of those days yesterday. That's why I say it's a journey. But the sooner you get on the journey and the sooner you start working to correct those behaviors, especially if they're behaviors that we've been practicing for so long. For me, I've been practicing crappy food for decades. I'm not just going to undo that all perfectly in a couple of years, right? Like it's a journey and I'm just working on it. I'm practicing and I'm so, so, so much better for sure. But if you haven't started that journey, listen, just start working on it. Start small, set a little tiny goal. The first thing I did for myself is I said, I don't eat after 6 PM. That was my first rule. It was very easy And that's all I did. And I got really good at sticking to that. And then I started doing other things. But just start small, but start. All right, the next thing is drink more water. 70% of the body's weight is water. It is essential for a healthy body and mind. You have to have water. And water, staying hydrated, helps your body perform the way it's supposed to. And it relieves stress get regular exercise. You guys have heard me talk about this on many episodes. You know, there are a lot of studies showing that exercise is more successful than any anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication. So exercise is hugely important. It's good to relieve stress. It's good to relieve anxiety. It helps your immune system. Obviously, it helps your heart. So exercise is huge. And that doesn't mean Like, don't blow this out of proportion. It doesn't mean you need to go do CrossFit five days a week. Like, don't be silly. Just do something. Get moving. Get your heart rate elevated a little bit. That's what it's all about. Just get your heart rate up a little bit. Sleep. You cannot go without sleep, you guys. That's when your body heals. It does all of its healing while you're sleeping. So sleep. Exercise also helps you sleep. Magnesium also helps you sleep. I know many of us struggle with sleep issues. For sure, we struggle with sleep issues. Addicted people, a lot of us struggle with sleep, I think, because our brains move so quickly. Our brains are always kind of racing. And part of that's the anxiety too. But Magnesium has been a game changer for me uh, in helping me sleep better. So I'm definitely doing that. And I've done some things. I've changed around my supplements a little bit. And I've noticed for sure in the last couple of months, um, I've definitely been sleeping better, which is crazy because I've never been a good sleeper. And then I'm just going to go through these last few things that are on my list because they're things that you're going to know, certainly for treating anxiety. We're all going to know this, right? Meditation. Yeah, duh. We hear that. We know that all the time. Meditation is going to help you relax. Also helps you get clarity, helps you feel better and stronger through your day, make better decisions, all of that stuff. Um, Deep belly breaths. I, I think I probably say deep belly breaths on every single podcast episode I've ever done, <laughs> but it's the truth. It is science, people. It works. Deep belly breaths. Um, and then I'm going to go back to exercise. Just get moving. Get moving. It really helps to regulate your body and help your body function the way it was created to function. You don't have to do anything crazy. We just have to get off our buns and do something. All right, so that's my thing, you guys. I wanted to do this to talk about um, my personal journey with massage and what I found and that I'm blown away by the power of massage and what it can do. But I also wanted to throw in these other tidbits because as I was researching, like I said, all these alternative methods to treat anxiety, all the same things just kept coming up over and over and over again. And I thought, you know what, this is worth a conversation because if this is surprising to me, I'm sure it's surprising to some of you too, because I'm just a regular human. If I'm thinking it, other people obviously are thinking it. So let's think about these things and how we can really optimize our lives and how we can get our bodies and our brains back to the point of functioning the way they were meant to function. And I would venture to say, especially for all of you that have kids and spouses and all of those things that I don't have, right, all of those things are incredibly stressful. And I have other stuff that's incredibly stressful, no doubt. But we're all stressed out. That's my point. (laughs) regardless. Kids no kids. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. You might not be an entrepreneur, right? We all have stress. We are all stressed out. We are all spread too thin. And it can benefit all of us to take some time and figure out where we can make some little tweaks in our lives, where we can have some better boundaries for our time, and how we can spend our time better that it is working in favor of keeping us happy and healthy from the inside out. That's what I'm talking about. And I'd love to hear if you guys have done massage and done it like regularly, because I'm in the midst of this thing. And I read 12 weeks, and I'm not quite at 12 weeks yet, but I'm going to keep going. I just have really been surprised at the benefits of it. I didn't know it could do all of that stuff. And look for a massage school, you know, if if the cost is something that freaks you out, look for a local massage school or something like that. I bet you could even find like some listings on Facebook or even people that do. I had a girlfriend here in Kansas City that did massage from her house. Like She had her massage room set up in her house. And she only massaged women, right? Because it's at her house. And she was super inexpensive. And she did it for years. I mean, I'm sure she's still doing it. (laughs) I just don't know what, I don't know how much she charges anymore. But There are always solutions, always solutions. So you could probably jump on Facebook Marketplace and find private massage people listing themselves. There are massage people that will come to your house. You can find a school, find a student that's doing it. There are plenty of ways to get involved in this. But like I said, I've been pretty surprised at all the benefits of it and how helpful it can be for that uh, anxiety part for sure. And we do have the power to help ourselves. You know, I'm a control freak. So that's what I really love to know. I love to know that I have the power in my own life to help myself, to make myself feel better, to lift myself up, to do good for me. I don't need an outside source all the time to do that. Okay, I hope you are having a fantastic day and I will see you next week.